blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. Your hosts, Adam and John Spees. Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no holds barred trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, Adam Spees. I'm your co host, John Spees. There's a quote from British philosopher Gilbert Chesterton Marriage is an adventure, like going to war. And today we have got a trivia war between two married McClures. In one corner, he's going to disorientate you with his massive movie knowledge and knock you senseless with his ability to sit on a couch and watch those films one after another, after another, after another. It's the stupefying Brian McClure. Hey, Brian, welcome back to the show. Hey, how's everyone doing? Uh, doing well. Uh, how are you? How's, how's your backside after all that sitting and watching of these different films that you've been doing? Um, it, it is recovered. Um <laughs> Inside knowledge there, I did 70 and a half mo- hours in one day, and I uh, I don't recommend it for anybody like thinking about it. It's a that's a feat that I don't want to attempt again. Yes, it's pretty wild. But uh, remind everybody just a bit about you and you know some of your awesome trivia slash movie feats if you want. Brian McClure, live Garner, right outside Raleigh. I work on hospital laboratory medical equipment. Um, and yeah, I watch a lot of movies. I'm getting ready to undertake another active director's film library all right well you've done hitchcock you've done mel brooks you've done a couple others who's uh, you've done uh, carpenter uh yep. who are some others or who who do you who's next who's next is going to be christopher nolan oh that's a good call that's yeah it a is good call damn that's a good i call. might actually join you for that one yeah oh, there she I is think there's only i think there's only 11 movies right now but I mean, obviously he's still active but yeah, yeah. I, I don't think there's going to be a single bad one in that bunch no, I think like the lowest rated on IMDb is a seven point three, and if yeah. that's the worst, yeah, you're doing something. Yeah, but his are heavy. Is it Dark Knight Rises? Is it Dark Knight Rises? It could be. No, I. It may either be. I can't remember if it's Insomnia or. Oh, um, yeah. I think it's Insomnia or Tenet. Tenet may be oh, really? pretty low. low. Wow. Yeah, well, Tenet didn't get a lot of acclaim. I still need this one. I still need to see so. All right, let's introduce your opponent for the day. No matter what she do, all she thinks about is you, especially when she's wearing her Air Force Ones while it's hot in her, because she's the number one fan of Nelly. It's Kelly McClure. I don't know if you actually <laughs> like Nelly, but those were different Nelly no. lyrics. Okay, well, too bad. I am I am not I am not Nelly's demographic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think Nelly has, he doesn't have a specific demographic. Everybody loves Nelly. I just assumed you were a number one fan because your name rhymed, so I guess not. Uh, <laughs> my yeah, bad. I think my I think my number one on Spotify Wrapped this year was John Prine. So <laughs> oh yeah, he's quite different, quite different. So Kelly, welcome back to the show. We are excited to have you. Uh, please remind everybody a bit about yourself. Uh, also in Garner, North Carolina, just outside of Raleigh. Uh, Brian and I work for the same company, um, but I work on the kind of headquarter side. Um, I'm a product manager. So lots of meetings that could be emails. <laughs> nothing, nothing nearly as as impressive as actually going into a hospital and fixing but, things. But you know, we we all do our best. <laughs> <laughs> 
We do, we do. And uh, we appreciate you, and we also need to uh, go over our rules. Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head-to-head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of ten questions in different pop culture categories focused on a decade that will be randomized. If you answer incorrectly, your opponent has the chance to steal. And the categories are movies, music, television, toys and games, sports, fashion, slang, news and politics, literature, and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. Each correct answer gives you 10 points. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you've earned before answering the final two questions. The categories for the final questions will be picked by the contestants, but the decade will again be randomized from those remaining. You must get both answers correct to earn your wager. Now it's time for a takedown. Now that we know the rules of our little show, I want to get to know Brian and Kelly just a little bit better. So I want you to tell me, who is your least favorite in-law? No, I'm just I'm just kidding. I don't want to start any trouble between the two of you. Uh, that would be might maybe fun. But you know what? Let's just go with something a little bit more simple. Um, pick your favorite children's book. You know, how about that? Ooh. Would you qualify as a children's book? Uh, I mean, if it hits young adult, then that's that's too okay. old. Oh, Got to be this children. Is, this, okay. this, this is that's tough. Wait, wait. Did you say if it hits young adult or not no. young adult? Yeah, you can't like no Harry Potter, no Animorphs, no. Okay. I, I mean, Goosebumps is riding the line, in my opinion. I think you got to go even younger. So like you know, okay. yeah. Th- this helps because Kelly has like a whole room of young adult novels. So we are mm. sitting in my library. <laughs> yeah. no, I'm sitting in my library right now. This this entire shelf. Very nice. Is all YA. <laughs> so you gotta oh. be under under YA then. I mean, mine's easy. It, it's the giver. I think uh, I think we read that one in fifth grade, so I think that still c- counts as as a children's book. Hopefully, it does have have some heavier themes that do apply to adults. But yeah, the mm. the giver number one for me. I think my this. I guess it's questionable if it's children. I remember re- having to read it as a kid, so I'm going to say it's children's, but it's deep, but it's sad. And I don't know if I've read it multiple times, but it has left a lasting impression on me. And that's oh, where, the red, where, where the red fur grows. grows. I knew you were going to go there. <laughs> so I have read one of those, and I have not read the other. Uh, and that's why I'm going to be giving this... To Brian, because I've read where the red fern grows, and I've never yeah. read The Giver. So you should; it's excellent. Okay, I'm sh- no doubt, no doubt, it's amazing. But that means Brian, you get to pick first in our little game today. Okay, this is going to be an interesting game since Kelly is much smarter than trivia than me. But this is at least pop culture, so mm-hmm. maybe the event. I'm just going to hope for the 2000s when you were <laughs> under the ocean and yes. I was, you know, cogent. There you go. <laughs> right. Um, you know me, we're going to start this off with movies. Makes sense. And we're starting off in the 60s. What we've got here is a failure to communicate. Was number 11 on AFI's list of the top 100 quotations in American cinema. From what 1967 film was it said? You go and run, you get chains. You run twice, you get two sets of chains. You're not going to need three sets. This is Cool Hand Luke. This is Cool Hand Luke. I knew what the answer was going to be with the first three words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fair. 
All right, Kelly, where do you want to start? Uh, I'm going to take food. Okay. And it is the 90s. In 1995, Starbucks introduced what drink that consists of coffee or cream base blended with ice and flavored syrups and usually topped with whipped cream? Frappuccino. It is the Frappuccino. I am a basic white Starbucks lady. There you go. You like the pumpkin spice as well, you PSL girl? Yes. I, I'm I'm in everything. Yeah. Literally Ugg, anything. Ugg boots, Target, you're good to go. Uh, no Ugg boots. No Ugg boots, okay. Uh, no Ugg boots, but Target, yes. For sure. He who controls the pumpkin spice controls he the controls white girl. The white girl. <laughs> so true. All right, Brian, where do you want to go? Uh, let's go with TV. And that one's also the 60s for you. On November 22nd, 1968, in an episode of Star Trek titled Plato's Stepchildren, the first interracial kiss on American television happened when aliens used telekinetic powers to force what two actors to kiss? I know the actress, but what is her name? Um, it's going to be... Um... Do you want the actor's name or the character name? I want the actor's names. I don't like you anymore. <laughs> um, I know it's William Shatner. And I, what is her name? Um, I know it and I can't pull it. Yeah, I can't pull I only have the character. I, I, I don't have the actress. All right, Kelly, can you steal? God, probably not. And it sucks because the anniversary of this was like just, just recently, and it was all over Facebook, and they they, like, redid it mm -hmm. uh, as a thing. <clears throat> I feel like it's a Nita something, but I'm not going to be able to get it either. No, I know my Trekkie brother will know this one. Uh, yes, if you want to hear a fantastic interview, go listen to uh, her interview on the podcast Star Talk with Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh, um, it's him. a it's a great discussion about her involvement in the space program um, and her meeting uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, this was indeed William Shatner and Nichelle Nichols. Yes, Nichelle Nichols, that is correct. Now, Nichols, that's it. Yep, yep. So Lieutenant Uhura and obviously Captain Kirk. Um, there now, just to be clarified, there actually apparently were some other interracial kisses before this one like a couple of them but this is kind of the one that got the most famous um through over time is kind of known as that so all right kelly we're back to you uh i'm gonna take fashion please. all right dice are loving the 60s former boxer bernard hart started what british brand british brand Brit British brand as a boxing equipment company in 1960, but it eventually branched out into clothing as well. The company is named after Hugh Lothar, or Lothar, 5th Earl of what, which is also the name of the company, uh, who in 1891 set up the first organized boxing matches with gloves. Oh, boy. Kind of oh. a hidden sports question here. Yeah. That's mean. Um... Oh crap! It's right there. Or a British monarchy uh, question. I think they they make. No, it's it's not who I thought. It was. That's not what I thought it was. Hmm. Ah. Uh, it's like okay. There's 
there's like sports equipment companies, and I know there's one that makes gloves, still, but I, I'm, not kinetically inclined. Well, we'll go with that. Um, I have no idea. All right. I'm pass. Passing on to Brian. Do you uh, know this one? The only thing I can think of, and I have no idea if it's right, is going to be Everlast. Everlast is incorrect, but that is a good one. That is a boxing company for sure. Now, I actually, yeah, I actually hadn't heard of this one, but it has been popular enough, at least in London and in England area. Uh, Hugh Lothar was the fifth Earl of Lonsdale. The company is called Lonsdale. Mm, yeah, so, nope. Okay. Wouldn't have gotten that one. Yeah. All right. Brian, we're back to you. Um, Let's go with toys. Toys and games. Toys and games. <laughs> it's 60. the 60s again. <laughs> wow. Okay. The cheese. All out. Yeah, all, all 60s. The cheese stood alone when Fisher Price introduced a wind up TV radio that would show a scrolling image and play what nursery rhyme? Farmer in the Dell? Farmer in the Dell is correct. Very nice. All right. And Kelly, we're back to you. Mm, let's take music. Okay, a little music. It's the 90s. Oh, wow. 60s if and 90s. It's Nelly, well. I will riot. It- <laughs> <laughs> mm, mm. All right. You're changing questions real quick. <laughs> You say, we've got nothing in common. Begins the 1995 hit Breakfast at Tiffany's. What one-hit wonder group took the song to number five in the U.S.? Uh, I know the song. I know all the words. Mm -hmm. I don't know who it is. Very catchy song. Uh, I don't know. All right. Unsure. Brian, do you know this one? I do. I think. I had this album, and I listened to most of the album a lot uh, one summer when I was looking third shift. But the longer she went, self-doubt started to creep in. But I think it's Deep Blue Something. Deep Blue Something is correct. Yeah. Kind of a weird name, but such a catchy song. All right, Brian with the steel, and we are back to you, sir. Um, let's go with slang. All right. Is it 60s it's or 90s? the 60s. Wow. <laughs> okay. Though Gen Z thinks they created it, by the mid-20th century, what word had come to mean well-informed or aware, especially in a political or cultural sense? The Oxford English Dictionary... The Oxford English Dictionary traces the earliest such usage to a 1962 New York Times Magazine article describing the appropriation of black slang by white beatniks. Oh, I feel like this could be a couple different ones. Um, I'm going to try woke. Woke is correct. Dang it. Yep, much older than people think. I got nervous there. Yeah. She was ready to pounce. Yeah. Yeah, I was. <laughs> All right, Kelly, we still have news and politics, sports, and literature. I'll take news and politics, please. Okay. 
It's the 70s. Hey! hey. What Teamster Union leader disappeared on July 30th, 1975? He was last seen at the Machis or Machis Red Fox restaurant where he had gone to meet two mafia members. That Hoffa. It is Jimmy Hoffa. In what city? Detroit or something, right? Detroit. Detroit. Makes sense. I mean, yeah, I, I lived around there, and so there's like all of this... Like, did they dump him in the Detroit River? Yeah. Is he buried underneath the old Tiger Stadium? Like, they excavated or, in Detroit. <laughs> or, or Giant Stadium in New York, which... Yeah. Or New no Jersey, sense. yeah. Uh, right. Brian, you have a choice here between sports and literature. I'm going to go with sports, but I'm scared with the liter- giving literature to her. Yeah. It could go two different ways, but She's, I'm going to go with sports. Gonna be a comic She's book. in a room of books. And we're staying in the 70s. Wow, okay. What NFL Hall of Fame fullback won two Super Bowls with the Miami Dolphins in the mid-70s? But I remember him best as the co-commentator for American Gladiators from 1990 to 1993. Oh, um, was it Zonka? Larry Zonka is correct. I love American Gladiators. That's a show I don't understand why it's not still on the air. I Did think you like watch the, the 30 for 30? I have not watched it. And I've heard there's a good Netflix documentary on it as well, but I, I need to watch all of that. So yeah, watch, I, I, it's a it's a two-part 30 for 30 on okay. American Gladiators. The history, the creation of it, and like... It's dark. Cons- it's it? very dark. Okay. It's so dark. I remember when we talked about John, you mentioned that like um, Running Man had something to do with it to an extent. Like it helped like producers or something like that thought like took the I idea of running man. Okay, whatever. But dark or not, it's the it's it's a great show. I even like the the when they redid it in like two thousand and eight or whatever. Yep. I thought I'd love that. And I don't care. I just I just like to see beefcake. Yeah, that 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 whole thing should be <laughs> whether it's in Florida or whatever. Like it should be, you should be able to go and just perform. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, just yeah. We all want to get in the ball. We all want to do assault. We all want right. to uh, do the you know the, that game. Yep. Not that Kelly. We're not. We're nice. We're nice people. We all want to do an assault. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I Depends. dream of hitting somebody over the head with a giant Q-tip. True. True. All right, we are at literature for Kelly to end this round. Comic books, and it is the fifties. Whoa. What 1956 children's novel by Dodie Smith is about two dogs named Pongo and Mrs. as they rescue their puppies from a wealthy woman who married a furrier? I know the Disney version. We're just going to go with that. 101 Dalmatians? 101 Dalmatians is correct. Good, because that was my guess. Yeah. Yep. All right. That is the end of round one. John, how are things looking? All right. Well, the uh, the older McClure uh, has a little bit of uh, of a lead with fifty, uh, but the cuter McClure is not <laughs> far behind with thirty. Aww. You're right. It's, it. <laughs> it's really not far at all. And as Brian got to pick first in round one, that means Kelly, you get to pick for Brian to start off round two. You get fashion. There you go. <laughs> Strategic. Thanks. You're welcome. And it is the seventies. What Italian luxury fashion design house was founded in 1974 by Silvano Gerani and Giuliana Marcini? The house produces women's and men's clothing, accessories, fragrances, and children's wear. Everyone loves their clothing. 
Well, maybe except for everyone on a certain 1912 cruise liner. I'm just going to go with the name, but it's probably not right. But I'm just going to go with Titanic. Titanic is incorrect. Kelly, can you steal? The house of part of the question makes me think it's Gucci. So that's going to be my guess. Gucci is incorrect. So, I mean, the house just refers to it being a fashion house. Fashion design house. The house Uh, of Gucci just came out. It was a movie. You're a movie dude. Very true. (laughs) Very true. Well, the people on the 1912 cruise liner, the Titanic, are not a fan of this fashion brand because it's called Iceberg. Ah. Iceberg. That makes sense. It's a good clue. I just went the wrong direction. (laughs) Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, Brian, you are picking for Kelly. Um... Let's give her sports. Okay. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Knew that was coming. It's the 50s. Oh, all right. Damn, I was hoping for like a 2006 Detroit Tigers question. Tell <laughs> <laughs> all I got. What annual football award has been presented by French news magazine France Football since 1956? Regarded as football's most prestigious and valuable individual award, the first recipient was Blackpool footballer Stanley Matthews. Well, dang, I was going to go with the FIFA World Cup, but that's that's a team thing, I think. Uh, <laughs> hmm. Uh... Let's go with the Golden Boot Award. <laughs> the Golden Boot is incorrect. I was going to say, because if, if the trophy is a, is a golden foot, I expect correct. <laughs> <laughs> the Golden Boot is incorrect. Brian, can you steal? Um, I really want to say the kickball player of the year. Um, but we're going to go with striker of the year. Striker of the year is also incorrect. Uh, yeah, so the golden boot is given to uh, the leading goal scorer. In Holy the shit, that's of, actually a thing. Of yeah, yeah, exactly. The, <laughs> I'm going to take that. I, I didn't in, get any points for it. In the European I'm, National League, yes, you're the highest. I'm still going to feel good scorer. about myself. <laughs> but the uh, but this award, uh, which is like known as the international player of the year award is known as the Ballon d'Or, Ballon d'Or and uh, Messi has won more than anyone else. He actually won again this year. Um, or that's still something gold. The Ballon d'Or. Probably. Let me, let me double check to? what Ballon d'Or say, What does that translate to in French? Let me... Ballon. Could be balloon, but... Ballon d'Or. Because d'Or is gold. Oh, uh, okay. Golden ball is what it means. Ball. Like balloon, ballon, ballon. I was so close. You were, you were quite there. So close. Uh, all right, but no points awarded. And now, Kelly, you are picking for Brian. Mm, let's give him slang. Okay. And it's the 70s. First coined in 1973, what portmanteau means the practice of working from one's home or another space rather than working from an office? Portmanteau from I feel like Kelly knows this since this is what she does since her office is in Germany. Um, what would be a portmanteau of this? Oh, I don't want to give her points. Um, nothing I can come up with as a portmanteau. This is horrible. Um, 
Go ahead and steal. I've got, I've got nothing. Is it telecommuting? Telecommute is correct. I also would have accepted telework. That's what I do. But yes, telecommute is correct. I didn't realize it was all the way back from the 70s, though. Yeah. I like, I knew it wasn't pandemic new, but I didn't realize yeah. it was that old. Yep. All right. Good job, Kelly. Get uh, Getting the steal. And now, Brian, you have to give her another category. See, this is where it gets hard. What she is good in, I'm not, and vice versa. So to give her categories that I'm good in, hoping that she will miss it so I can get the steal, or just give categories that she's good in so I don't have to deal with them. <sighs> Always the question on here. Mm -hmm. Let's go with toys and games. All right. Toys and games. Hence the 90s. What construction toy system was first introduced in 1992. The toys building system consists of interlocking interlocking plastic rods, connectors, blocks, gears, wheels, and other components, which can be assembled to form a wide variety of models, machines, and architectural structures. I think this one is Connects. Connects is correct. It's like, okay, there was, there was Tinker Toys, there was Lincoln Logs, but those are old. <laughs> They're old, yep, yep. Exactly. Connects are much more modern. All right. Well done there. And what do you want to give to Brian between movies, music, TV, news and politics, literature and food? Let's go with literature. Literature, literature. <laughs> it's the 90s again. Okay. Wow. All right. A 1976 children's book written and illustrated by Mark Brown introduced the world to what anthropomorphic aardvark who would go on to star in well over a hundred books for kids and a long-running PBS animated show? I have no idea. Uh, I feel it's P. I feel this is going to be alliterative. Uh, let's go with Arthur the Aardvark. Could you repeat that for me? Arthur, A-R-T-H-U-R. Arthur is correct. <laughs> I don't know where I pulled that from. That's well, Did y'all talk is. about that on an episode of Blasphemer Past? Uh, I talked about the Arthur theme, actually. It was one of my favorite, I think, uh, cartoon themes of the 90s. It's good one. Maybe, it's maybe, thank you, Alex. Maybe that, that could be why yeah. it's stuck in my head. Hey, it's a wonderful kind of day. Hey, yeah, it's a good one. It was uh, Ziggy Marley? Yeah, right? It was, yeah, yeah. Ziggy yeah. Marley, I'm pretty sure. Very good. All right. Well, good poll, Brian. And uh, what category do you want to give to your lovely bride? Oh, let's see. Um, let's go with news and politics. And it's the 2000s. Hey, is that our, I think our first 2000s of the day? It is. And yep. we still haven't had an 80s question yet either. Currently the fourth most populated in the U.S., what city earned the nickname The Big Heart due to its role providing assistance to victims of the 2005 Hurricane Katrina? Interesting. I mean, Katrina hit New Orleans, but I don't think they provided assistance to themselves. Can you read the uh, whole they, question they, again? They didn't, they didn't provide any assistance to the people. That's what right. I'm sure. Uh, all right. <clears throat> 
Currently the fourth most populated in the in the U.S., what city earned the nickname the Big Heart due to its role in providing assistance to victims of 2005's Hurricane Katrina? Fourth most populous. Hmm. <laughs> let's ugh. let's go with Houston. Houston is correct. Yes, I know they like they displaced a lot of people into Houston, including my brother. Oh wow! Yep, everything's bigger in te- Texas, including their hearts. But also, also, I thought that was because of their barbecue. But maybe because of their assistance <laughs> for Hurricane Katrina. A lot so. of it's proximity. You can take yeah. ten directly from, <laughs> yeah, um, from, from New Orleans, Houston. Sense. All right. Well, Kelly, what do you want to give to Brian? Mm, let's go with television. She said worried, worriedly. Yeah, at this point, he could get any of them. Yeah. And we have another 2000s question. Okay. Your hope, your wish. Though it started in 1971, the official final episode of what crime drama series aired on July or January 30th, 2003? The titular blue-collar homicide detective had trademarks including his rumpled beige raincoat, unassuming demeanor, and cigar. He would often leave a room only to return with the catchphrase, just one more thing, to ask a critical question. That makes me think of uh, Jackie Chan Adventures. One more thing. One more thing, exactly. That's a good show. Repeat the question again. There's... (sighs) All right. Though it started in 1971, the official final episode of what crime drama series aired on January 30th, 2003? The titular blue-collar homicide detective had trademarks including his rumpled beige raincoat, unassuming demeanor, and cigar. He often would leave a room only to return with the catchphrase, Just one more thing! To ask a critical question. The only show I'm thinking of, I thought, ended much earlier than this, but it's that officially ended, so it could have been on and nobody really known it or come back. Um, I'm going to say Columbo. Columbo is correct. Damn. I realized it was that late running. That's why I thought it was so interesting. Yeah, 2003 is when uh, he officially played the last uh, time playing Columbo, Peter Falk did, so very cool. All right, and Brian, you can give Kelly movies, music, or food. Um, let's give her food. Mm-hmm. Well, it's old food. It's from the 50s. Quincy, Massachusetts first ran on this morning-based chain in 1950. And currently, with 12,900 locations in 42 countries, it seems the whole world runs on it now, not just America. Dunkin'! Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin' Donuts is correct. I love Dunkin'. Yeah, yeah I'm a Krispy Kreme man. <laughs> what, what do I, I've never seen anyone do that reaction to Krispy Kreme in my life. Yeah, Only when to- the hot light's on. We used to call it crispy crap. We would drive. We had this was back in the old days, like when before Duncan was everywhere. But there was one Duncan in Knoxville. We'd probably pass thirty Krispy Kremes from That's Bristol to Knoxville to drive to Duncan. That's ridiculous. I would take a week old Krispy Kreme donut oh. over like fresh <laughs> Duncan. Like oh. you know, 
Yeah. It, it, I'd say Michigan. Give me Tim Hortons. No. <laughs> no. I need some Timbit. Uh, <laughs> that's a good accent, though. All right. That's what I sound like if I'm not careful. <laughs> yeah, you just kind of you, you just switch over there. I've I've had the same thing when I'm talking to Southern people. I'll get something sometimes, and it's just like, wait, that that's not me. I got to get myself back to situated. All right, Kelly, do you want to give Brian uh, his love of movies, okay. or defensively, do you want to give him music? He gets music. He's getting music. Okay. And it's the 2000s. Wow. Okay. And it's a trip to the throwback lounge for this 2000 question. So, Brian, I need you to name the artist of this 2006 Billboard number one hit. I can't be touched or tell them that they should have known. Tripping down, sitting crooked on my chrome. Booking my phone, finding a chick I want to bone. Like they couldn't stop me. I'm about to pull up at your home and it's on. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, maybe I should have said I usually ended hey, but I gave it a yeah this time. Sitting ovation. Yeah, thank you. Oh. I know what I want to say just to be funny, but I won't. Um, let's go with Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg is incorrect. Kelly, can you steal? I mean, I'm going to be funny, and my guess is going to be Nelly. <laughs> that's, that's what I. That's what I. If I was in your position, that's what I would say. Because so. I don't know. Yeah, Nelly is actually closer. Nelly is closer, but also incorrect. Uh, no, this is the song Riding by Chamillionaire. Chamillionaire. That's who I'm looking for. All right. No points awarded, but we are going to end things in movies for Kelly. I miss it. <laughs> and your, your tech aid is the 90s. Okay. Well, still no 80s at all. What flaming hot 1991 Ron Howard movie starred Kurt Russell, Billy Baldwin, and Robert De Niro? A Universal Studios Hollywood attraction inspired uh, in, was inspired and named after this film. It was in operation from 1992 to 2010. Kurt Russell. I'm going to give a guess of Escape from New York. Escape from New York is a Kurt Russell film, but it's not Kurt Russell. It's not a Ron Howard film. It's not a Ron Howard film. No. Uh, Brian, do you know this answer? No. Okay. Repeat the question, please. Sure. What flaming hot 1991 Ron Howard movie starred Kurt Russell, Billy Baldwin, and Robert De Niro? A Universal Studios Hollywood attraction inspired and named after the film was in operation from 1992 to 2010. Mm. had trouble getting the wrong director out of my head to put Ron Howard in. Flaming Hot's going to be a clue. But I, don't know, maybe I think... just like Cheetos, and I was eating Cheetos right, that's, at the time. You know? Right, but that, that's the only thing that is coming to mind. And I was like, I don't think that's a movie or a ride. Um, but I have no idea. Ron Howard. Crap. One-hour movies are so... Um, 
I'm suddenly very glad he hasn't done a Ron Howard marathon lately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Cheetos is the only thing I have. I have no idea. I know that's not right. Cheetos, Cheetos is incorrect. Uh, John, I'm pretty sure you know this one. I believe this is Backdraft. Backdraft. It is Backdraft. Is correct. And that's unfortunate because, you know... Uh, it's it's a movie that I think a lot of people forget, and it's in the yeah, Ron Howard's repertoire. It's a fantastic film, but uh, yep. But the and the problem is, and his name is gone from me right now, which is weird. Who's uh, the director that did North? That oh, he, well, we're gonna find out. <laughs> I've got it at my fingertips. Is that Reiner? Oh yeah, it could have been Rob Reiner. Type in North. There we go. 1994. Yep. Rob Reiner. Yes. Yeah. That's what I was confusing Ron Howard with. And then like, because ah. I was thinking about doing the Ron Reiner library. Yeah. Be, knowing uh, that I have to sit ones. through North again. It's like, not that. I mean, I kind of remember. I, I saw it when I was a kid, though, and it was okay. You know. All right. Anyway, that is the end of round two. John, where do we stand? It's an exciting one. We are all tied up at 70. Yeah, this is really cool. We've got us an even match, 70 to 70. I'm really excited to see how wagers go, um, how everything goes. I'm going to have you guys probably send me this because I'm, I'm very, ooh, I want the I want the mystery to be. So anyway, uh, before we do any of the wagers, though, because we need to know what categories and what decades are going to be in them. And as Brian, you get to pick first before, yeah, screw, you can pick again first this time. What uh, What category do you want to go in? I, I don't think there's any suspense that I'm going to go with movies. <laughs> Okay. And that will be the 2000s. All right. She has a chance. <laughs> she has a chance. And Kelly, what is the other category that's going to be joining into our final round? Food, please. Okay. And that will be 70s. Wow. We are going to go the no, entire episode. No 80s. Yeah. Not a single 80s question. If this is why I lose the game, it's because there was not a single 80s question. I'm going to stand by that. <laughs> wow. Okay, not because and Kelly's also a very good trivia player. <laughs> it. Nope, 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 it is all because no 80s. And uh, send me your your bids, not Adam. Yeah, oh yeah, that makes sense. John's the one who's doing the math. 70s food and 2000s movies. All right, we are all locked in. Okay. We are going to start off in our 2000s movies question. What 2008 documentary film by Morgan Spurlock followed him as he tours the Middle East to discuss the war on terror? To my knowledge, Rockapella did not do the soundtrack. And our 70s food question. Introduced in 1975, Subway's best-selling sandwich... The BMT contains pepperoni, salami, and ham. It was introduced as a reference to Brooklyn, Manhattan Transit, connecting the subway name. But what does BMT stand for? Hint, it's not the Brooklyn, Manhattan Transit. While our contestants are thinking about their answers, I am going to ask each and every one of you to go check out BFUP. Network.com. That's BFOP Network.com. There are some amazing shows on there. There's an entire 300 episode backlog of BFOP that you can check out if you want, but there's also some other awesome shows that have episodes that are still coming out that you should absolutely check out, whether it's Action Action, uh, Podcasting After Dark, Talking Back, 
other amazing shows that we've got on the show on the network, but mostly all that stuff. Oh, uh, Return, Revenge, Resurrection. A lot of great stuff. John might be re- re- uh, resurrecting Comics Underground at some point. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But you'll only find out if you go to bfopnetwork.com. Do either of you need a question reread? I don't. Can you reread the first one? What 2008 documentary film by Morgan Spurlock followed him as he tours the Middle East to discuss the war on terror? To my knowledge, Rockapella did not do the soundtrack. All right, I've got my answers. Yep, I'm in. All right. Well, we've been going with Brian first uh, these couple times. So, Brian, what were your answers to our 2000 movies and and 70s food questions? Well, the movie one is not the one I was thinking that you were going with Morgan Spurlock. Um, (laughs) When you first said his name, I I was already thinking of the answer, and then you went in a different direction. So I'm going to go, based on the clue, where in the world, parenthetical, is Morgan Spurlock? And the BMT stands for um, <clears throat> Bologna Mud and Tomato, where the mud is nice and lean. <laughs> <laughs> and Kelly, what were your answers? Um, I went a little, a little more simple on the food one and said bacon, mayonnaise, and tomato, because why not? Mm-hmm. And the 2000s movies, I had no question or uh, no, no clue. Never, never heard of the guy. So my absolutely wrong guess was Fear and Loathing in Baghdad. <laughs> Fear and Loathing in Baghdad. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, the 2008 documentary film, it was the follow-up film after uh, Super Size Me, which is what he is far more known for. Uh, and the Rockapella hint was, Brian, you were much closer to it. But it wasn't where in the world is Morgan Spurlock. It's where in the world is Osama bin Laden. That's the Ah. name of that film. And the BMT uh, stands for biggest, meatiest, tastiest. Mm. That's what the Subway BMT stands for. Biggest, meatiest, tastiest. That first came out in 1975. So nobody getting anything uh, answer wise. But I am very curious how y'all wagered. John, how is this episode ending up? All right. Well. Brian wagered one, leaves him with 69 giggity, Woo! and Kelly wagered nothing. So with a final score of 70 to 69, yeah. Kelly McClure is today's winner. Woo! Well done. <laughs> Brian wasn't going to have it. He was like, no, we're not. We're Someone's going to win this one way or the other. Yeah. He knows that I always bet zero. Right. <laughs> And it was either I was going to win my one or I was going to have the giddy answer, so I'm good yep. with that. There you go. All right, that was a very fun episode. Kelly, as the winner of the day, you're going to talk last, and we'll end with your comments. But, Brian, that means you get to, to, to speak first, and hopefully this marriage will survive the episode. <laughs> I, I'm sure it will. Uh, I still throw back to uh, there were no 80s questions, and yeah. that's why I went down. I, I, that, that will be the hill I die on. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. And Kelly, what are your parting words for us? Yeah, thanks for giving us the opportunity to go head to head. It's uh it's something we had kind of postponed for quite some time. <laughs> Glad to see that I didn't get my ass kicked by my own spouse. Um so it's a very close game, very good game. Played very well. Very well. Thanks, Boo Boo. 
right. Well, thank you guys. We very much appreciate the McClure's being on this episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown. For John, for Kelly, and for Brian, I'm Adam. Uh, This was another episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown. Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast, or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com forward slash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head-to-head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown. Hey, everybody. I'm Tim. And I'm Dean. And we're the hosts of Talking Back. We're a retro-based podcast covering movies, comics, video games, and more. Check us out every Monday where we hit the rewind button and dig into some of our favorite content from the past. We like to keep things fun, lighthearted, and informative. Do you feel like you need more nostalgia in your life? Then check out Talking Back. We're available everywhere podcasts are found.